A reading from Luke 9, 28-36. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up on a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. The story of the Transfiguration is a great precedent for why this podcast is so powerful. I love that line that God the Father speaks over Jesus. He says, this is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. I think this is a great reminder of why studying scripture is foundational for us as followers of Jesus. I think it cuts against how we view Jesus in many ways. We view him as a miracle worker that just happened to teach, but that's not really true. Jesus was a teacher that happened to do miracles. And notice the father doesn't say, this is my son whom I've chosen. Watch his miracles. No, he says, listen to him. And this is a beautiful thing because we are able to do this. We're able to listen to Jesus by reading his very words today. Why do you think it's so hard for, uh, let's say, the common reader in the Bible to kind of absorb this, this kind of mystical kind of event that happens that is witnessed by three of the disciples but it's it's hard in our modern kind of uh, down to earth way of looking at things to absorb this. It's a, a you kind of so what what is this like in other parts of the Bible? Is there another version of this? Uh, and and you know it, it just raises a lot of questions for me anyway. Yeah, it's interesting you ask that. I think. You're on to something when you say, when modern people read this, it, it's not easy for us to understand. And what you're, what you're getting at is, is a deeper thing going on in modern man. You know, we're each a product of our own age. And, I, and it's hard for us to recognize how our own age has shaped us, how the cultural zeitgeist has, has shaped our own thinking. But with the modern man, you know, we assume that we are the objective purveyors of truth. We basically have been taught to trust in ourselves and distrust everything out there. And it's a disservice, especially when reading things like the Transfiguration, uh, because this is a miraculous thing. It's something that modern man can't really fully grasp. And that's why I think ancient man really had a, a, an understanding that was more helpful in terms of miracles and spiritual categories, because ancient man 
was not tr- taught to trust in himself. Rather, he was taught the opposite, actually, to not trust in himself, to kind of assume that he's not the objective purveyor of truth, and rather assume that there is a greater objective purveyor of truth, God, out there in creation. And so I think that's what you're kind of getting at there, Eric. You know, the uh, when COVID struck, uh, all of us were uh, taken from community into kind of a a uh, sheltered world where we were cut off from everything around us, all the things that were very familiar. But one of the things I did uh, during that very early period in COVID when everybody was isolated, I went out into the forests. And for the first time, because I had worked in New York City for so long, I never really experienced the mystery and glory and beauty of spring. Mm. And I started taking pictures uh, as these flowers would bloom and the trees would uh, become, you know, filled with leaves. And really what I was, uh, would, I, I was just in a, struck by the wonder of it all. That the thing that we say common, like spring, summer, uh, winter, or fall, um, we just take them for granted. But why would we do that? Because there are actually miracles at work mm-hmm. in in you know, right in front of us. In other words, we're blind to the miracle of the cycles of life that we get to see if we will only look. And I I think that the the whole advent of Jesus in the world is, is in that sphere of miracle, but is grounded. I mean, he came down to earth. He didn't stay in heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I think you have it right. And, um, you know, it, it's, I, I just think it's an, it, it's an amazing thing how the Bible opens up miracles, the possibility of miracles uh, to each one of us if we will only listen. 